I'm Ann Murphy, partner at Seven Letter, and welcome to OA On Air. Today, we're going to talk about youth homelessness. Joining me are Elizabeth Jackson, CEO of Bridge Over Troubled Waters, and Dr. Wendy Champagne-Williams, an associate professor of social work at Bridgewater State University and a Bridge alum. Well, to give you some background, Bridge Over Troubled Waters is a local nonprofit based in Boston, now more than 50 years old, serving homeless and at-risk youth. Bridge provides housing and support services, including healthcare, mental health counseling, career and educational programs, and life skills. Bridge serves more than 2,000 youth every year. And if we look at some national numbers, there are more than 4 million young people every year who lose their homes, community, friends, and routines, as well as any sense of stability and safety while just trying to survive. Now, youth are exposed to countless dangers with an increased likelihood of substance abuse, domestic violence, early parenthood, depression, trauma, and a vulnerability to being trafficked. Bridge works really hard in our community to identify homeless youth so they can provide them with the services they need to help keep them safe. So as I welcome everybody on board today, Elizabeth, my first question is for you. You know, November is National Homeless Youth Awareness Month. Why do you think that youth homelessness is not well understood? We want, uh, we want people to know that one in 13 um, young people between the ages of 13 to 25 have experienced some form of homelessness this year. Let me repeat that. One in 13 um, young people between the ages of 13 and 25 have experienced homelessness um, this year. So look at a classroom setting, look at um, your local basketball team, look at a football team, um, look at kids in a bus. One in 13 have experienced it. They come from all walks of life. Um, some research show that um, Black and African-American youth have um, an 80% risk higher of becoming homeless. Uh, homeless. LGBTQ plus youth are 120% more likely to become homeless. But their common need is, um, is stability um, that we provide that. We take on a parental role and we require them um, to be accountable to us and to themselves. We often say that at Bridge, we are the University of Life Skills for Kids. Uh, we want um, people to know, especially our elected officials and policymakers, that by meeting um, homeless and at-risk youth where they're at, we have a chance to help them prevent becoming homeless adults. That's why it's important to recognize homeless youth during the month of November as winter's right around the corner. The issues that these kids face are 365 days a year, and we should never forget that. So a qu another question, Elizabeth, for you. How does Bridge start working with a homeless or at-risk youth, and how do you determine what services they may need? Um, young people come to Bridge on their own, so they're not um, referred to us by the court or um, mandated to be with us. So it's first come, first serve. Um, we help them along the way when the young people come to us and they provide a, an issue or concern that they're dealing with, then we assess that and we support those. So we, when I say the University of Life Skills, here we have counseling, like you mentioned, we have case management, we have housing, medical, dental, and we constantly, we, well, sometimes I sit with a pseudo parent of trying to make sure that young people stay on a path, right? Many of the kids have been let down by adults and experienced a lot of trauma, 
So we don't have um, a lot of expectations of we're going to get a lot done in the first day we meet. We want to be able to make sure our young people trust us, that they understand the services that Bridge has, and that they are the ones that make the decision. And we say, these are the three paths you have or the four paths you have, and you make whatever path you decide is best for you and we'll support you through that path, right? Um, we want them to take care of themselves for the long run. We're not thinking of the short-term fix um, at Bridge. We will provide this short-term as food, something to eat, a shower, but then what is our long-term plan? We build trust with them and figure out what they need. Um, they may need to go back to school, find a job, find a safe place to sleep or get a meal. Meals are very important here at Bridge and I will always say you don't want to you can't change anyone if you're in an, an empty stomach. So I don't want to talk to anyone if I'm hungry. So it's the same for young people. And they're teenagers growing and develop and development developmentally at the same time. Um, our approach uh, takes into account all their needs and matches them to our services. We establish a relationship with each other, work on goals, and guide them on a path forward and to their own independence and their own their own choices. They're young people, so they'll um, they fall, they'll make a mistake and come back and we reset and we'll start over. We work very good around harm reduction is our model. Um, well, that's really interesting about how it really is kind of a agreement in between Bridge and the youth. They just are not forced to be there. They really want to have to make that commitment to be there. So that leads me to Wendy. Uh, Wendy, can you tell us about how you came to Bridge and what it provided to you? Absolutely. Uh, Anne and Elizabeth, thank you for allowing me to join you this morning and just share the experience that I was really uh, made a difference for me um, just to where I am right now. So I came to Bridge as a 17-year-old teen parent. Um, I was uh, at high school but felt old, felt out of place. I was now a parent. I had, you know, been kept back a couple of times. So I just felt I don't fit here in this traditional place anymore. And, you know, my parents were also going through a breakup. My parents were divorcing. So home life felt, you know, just really unstable and uncertain at the time. And so, you know, I reached out. I actually learned about Bridge from my dad. And um, in doing so, you know, it wasn't my mom's choice. You know, she wanted me to stay in high school and, and bear with it. Um, but I'm really glad that I did go to Bridge because it, it has made such a profound difference um, in my life. Um, in going there, um, you know, I dropped out of high school. I ended up at Bridge. Um, I got my GED. They helped me to get my GED. Um, I learned uh, job skills. I learned word processing. That's what it was called back then. Uh, word processing there. I connected with one of their counselors who actually listened to me, you know, took time to get to know me as a person, not just see me as my situation or circumstances. Uh, he was very affirming and really curious. I mean, as a, you know, for me, for the work that I do today, you know, being very responsive to who I am, who I was um, as an individual, and really being curious about, well, what do, what are your dreams? What do you want to do? Um, and from there, really invited me to think about potential and possibility versus difficulties and, and limitations. Um, and that's what got me to, you know, think about going to college, which I really hadn't thought about before, and really started me on that journey. Well, 
your journey is amazing just even in that regard in the beginning part of your journey with bridge and it, it led to some unbelievable things for you so how did bridge eventually help you find your pathway to success and what you're doing now as well well they helped me to find my pathway by you know again being in relationship with me and having a conversation and you know not telling me what i needed to do like i really everything that elizabeth just said really just brought me back to being that 17 year old young parent you know sitting in the office with you know the social worker and thinking about gosh what do i want to do um you know someone asked me that question and we dreamed out loud you know he goes well you know have you thought about college i was like oh i don't know if that's for me you know I have, you know, this little person I'm responsible for. Um, I'm thinking, you know, you get a job, you take care of them. And, you know, when he puts that out there, I hadn't really thought about that because I hadn't considered myself a strong student. And he said, well, you can give it a try. If you want to, I'll help you fill out the paperwork, but no pressure. There wasn't any sense of judgment. There wasn't just a singular option. It really was you know, inviting me to look at different options. And if it fit, it didn't. And if it, you know, if it fit, it did. And if it didn't fit, let's go back to the drawing board. I didn't feel like I had to make an immediate final decision in that moment. And fortunately it fit. So he helped me. I applied to Roxbury Community College where I uh, subsequently earned my associate's degree in psychology. Then I went on to Wheelock College um, in Boston, which is now a part of Boston University, and earned my bachelor's degree in social work, and then went on to Boston University, where I earned my master's degree in social work. Um, and then uh, in 2015, um, I earned my PhD in social work. So I'm sold out to the cause of, of social work because, I mean, that made such a difference in my life. And you know, for me, it also affirmed, gosh, I want to be able to do this. I didn't have a vision of what that would look like, who I do it with, but I knew that I wanted to give back what had been given to me through my experience at Bridge Over Troubled Waters. Wendy, when thank you for, for mentioning that because I, we invited you to come and speak to our graduate GED graduation class, and you had a powerful statement. You said, I went from my GED to my PhD. And um, I want our listeners to know that um, you had that PhD in you and all we did was plant the seed to bring it out. Like, and, and, and you helped us plant that seed to the young people in our graduation class of saying, you can do it. Like, they, don't let your GD um, keep you down. And that's what bridge, that's, that's all our model. We, we believe in the, in, in the inner ability of young people to do amazing things. They just need the support to get there, right? And Richard, planted, um, your counselor planted that seed and say, what are you going to do next with you? And that's what we still do now, 50 years later, is asking our young people, what's next? Like, you're here, you ate something, you took a shower, we, we worked through it, like, what's next? Like, we need to think about what's next. And I, I'm grateful that you spoke to our class, that you are um, still uh, an alumni, um, a very a proud bridge kid of saying this is our, uh, what's next, uh, bridge was just the foundation or that bridge, no pun intended, to move from one into another. And um, that was, that's not you anymore, that young 17-year-old of, but that's normal, a 17-year-old to feel a little confused or feel of what, you know, what am I going to do? I have a little baby. 
and for somebody to not give up on you. And so I'm so grateful that you always, every time we say, Wendy, can you say your story? You're open about it and you're open on talking to our graduation class because I have a lot of Wendy's in my bridge right now that are doing, that are dealing with different things, but we believe that we have a lot um, of young people that have a great future. So thank you for sharing your story with us because I am, or with our listeners as well, because every time people say, well, do you see change in a year, in a month? It's like, oh no, we're looking for a long-term change. We're looking 20 or 30 years from now. We're, our change is gonna happen and they're, they're just young people now and going through changes, but the change is there. And so I'm grateful. And so thank you for always um, being part of talking about uh, your change here at Bridge and who planted the seed for you to move forward. Absolutely, I thank you. I always appreciate you know, in this small way, I can give back. And, you know, thank you for saying that. I mean, if, if I might, you know, today, I think today's date, you know, just think about where we are. Um, as you mentioned, um, Richard, you know, so it is almost seven years to the date that I defended my PhD. I defended in October of 2014. So I had to defend my dissertation. And when, you know, when I got back to, it was a work day, I actually had to go back to my office, I had work to do. But the first thing I did when I sat down is I actually Googled, gosh, I wonder if Richard Brunson still works at Bridge Over Troubled Waters. He is actually, I mean, aside from, you know, my family and my colleagues who were supporting me, he was the first person I emailed because I wanted to say thank you. That was a moment of really coming full circle that, wow, here I am, a person who holds a GED, which I'm very proud of, who's just defended and earned a PhD. And I never forgot him. I always just felt a part of, you know, I want to be able to reach out and tell him, thank you. Thank you for making such a difference, for planting those seeds. And those are seeds. My daughter won't appreciate if I say her name, her age out loud, but let's just say she's off the calendar. So it was that many years ago. She's, she's into her mid-30s. So thank you. Thank you to Bridge. No, thank you. Richard's um, just celebrated his 40th year here at Bridge. Can you believe that? Wow. So he, yeah, he just celebrated his 40th year here. He's still here. He's so grateful in that. When people say, well, when do you see the results? It's like, ah, we're not here for the short term. We're here for the long term results. And, and Richard's still here and he's still planting seeds. He's still having those expectations and those dreams. So yeah, I, he felt really good to be like, yeah, that's, that's one of my, that's she, she's one of, uh, one of our young ladies doing well. And it was powerful from GED to PhD and everybody can do it. And all our young people, it doesn't matter what your background is, if you are at risk, if you're homeless, if you're using, if you don't have parental support, if you have some parental support, but you're feeling lost, you know, bridges here with, just, I think it's just what is intended. It's a path to get you to where you need, with a bunch of pillars to support you throughout it, but it's really up to you to work it. And you defended your dissertation all by yourself and you did a good job. And so that's what we want our young people to hear, that they, they can walk this bridge by themselves with some pillars of support here or there, but they can do it. And so we really believe that, like throughout our veins here at Bridge, throughout our foundation, we really believe it. It's, and, you know, it's not easy <laughs> raising 2000 teenagers. Um, that's what I would say. We have 2000 teenagers that come here through Bridge. It's not easy dealing with 
just a normal understand this day of everything that's going on in the world, the challenges and also dealing with homelessness or hunger or anything. It's not, it's not an easy path. So we, we know that and it's challenging and we, the staff is amazing of just, just staying in path and just holding those pillars and that bridge so those young people can get over it. And um, it, it, it's gratifying, so, um, but it's challenging. I, but I mean, any listeners, right. I know, I have two teenagers well, myself, so it's not. This, this is what we're doing today, and I yeah. think it's all about getting this message out there, and Elizabeth and Wendy, you are sending it loud and clear, and I think uh, for our listeners who really are learning more about this and starting to care about Elizabeth, so how can people support Bridge during National Homeless Youth Awareness Month in November, and maybe beyond that? Um, so November, there's many ways you can support us. Like us on Facebook, um, research it, like us on Instagram um, throughout the year. Uh, for the holidays, we're looking for help to provide holiday meals, gifts, and cold weather items, uh, supporting our, our young people in our programs and safe places for our young people to stay. We'll be hosting a couple of virtual education events in November. Um, and other programs to where's awareness. So the more people talk, when you talk about homelessness, ask the question, what are we doing different for 14, 13, 18 year olds? What's different that we're doing for them? Please ask that to anyone. Help us spread the word about the important issues that, um, that we work with at Bridge. Um, tell a friend, share our stories. Like I said, social media, that everyone's using it, connect us. That'd be great. Um, and thank you for your time. Well, Elizabeth and Wendy, I want to thank you for sharing your stories. I think it's been an amazing conversation. Your insight and personal experiences will enlighten our listeners to the plight of homeless and at-risk youth that we're talking about. And for more information for anyone out there about Bridge Over Tribal Waters, go to www.bridgeotw.org. See you next time on OA On Air. <laughs>